Good Thursday morning to you. Welcome to Brewers Briefing. My esteemed listeners, I am Brooks Brewer, and we will today uh, dive into the nexus of intellectual discourse and current events, armed with a panoply of perspicacity and maybe a touch of sarcasm. You can count on that. We shall embark on today's headline news, current events. So adjust your spectacles, prepare the gray matter, and join me in navigating the labyrinth of the news landscape. Welcome to Brewers Briefing. Get involved by giving us a text or a call. The brew line is 918-756-3646. Yes, that's it. Lock it in, 918-756-3646. Or if you know my personal cell phone number like David does, you can say good morning. Good morning, David. Hope you're doing well, sir. Thanks for joining in this morning. You can give a good morning also in the text line. You can send in your memes and your your news articles and pictures, whatever you want to send in. It's it's a text line. It's available for you to interact with us here on the program. Appreciate when you do that. It's always great. And I love to hear your comments. You can call in the show. We don't screen anybody. We don't we don't just kick out all the liberals and allow the conservatives in. I don't have a, a mechanism for that. Maybe I should get that, but anyway, we can't seem to get any liberals to call into the program. We'd love to. Uh, leftists, progressives, you know. Get some other side of the story. If that's you, come on in today. 918-756-3646. What about the weather? Let's see. 39 outside at Okmulgee Municipal Airport. Wind's only 7, so that's good. It's pretty nice out. I mean, it's brisk. And we're looking for 62 today. Partly sunny skies and north winds only 10 to 20. 38 overnight. Still, that's cold. 65 tomorrow. A three-degree heat wave coming in on us. 42 overnight, 68 by Saturday. They've lowered that a little bit. 72 on Sunday. Winds are going to be calm, though, so that's good. What about next week, you ask? 74 Monday, 77 Tuesday, and Wednesday, 80 degrees and southerly breezes. Temperatures around the state. Let's see. Panhandles, we got 20 out at Kenton. They win the prize for the coldest. And the freezing line is out around El Reno and Camargo and La Homa. Hot spot of the state looks like 50 down in Ida Bell. That is always warm down there. And we got 30s and 40s all around green country. And I guess it's not, not too windy out here, so that's good. We don't need any of that at all. Okay, let's check the old text line. There's a good morning meme from Vicky. Good morning. Got a good morning from, is that, is that, I don't know who that is. I thought maybe that was JP. Let me see. No, somebody else. Good morning. Actually, it's just a GM. I'm, I'm translating. GM is good morning. So got the translator. My gray matter is working so far, just a little bit. All right. Let's see what is happening in the world of news today, shall we? It's a crazy world out there, and the leftist progressives are coming after us hard and fast. And here is an article from Fox News about Michigan State University torched for preposterous language guide. And this is, uh, is anti-Christian bigotry. So Michigan State has released a new language guide for the students. Not your turn. I'm talking here. 
and it's going to help the, the students to all get along better. It's uh, <laughs> the language guide claims to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion. You've heard that, no doubt, by now. The DEI, or the the deity of the leftist, uh, that's what this is. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Critics label this as preposterous as it discourages, discourages. I can't even talk this morning, and I haven't had very much of that mimosa, just a little bit. Discourages words like, you know, America, Christmas trees, and bunnies, of all things. Bunnies? Speaking of bunnies, ladies and gentlemen, you'd be proud of me. I saved, I saved a bunny today already, and it's not even Easter yet. I saved a bunny rabbit this morning. I was in my living room in there having my coffee, looking at all the news <clears throat> in my pajamas and my robe, and what do I see out of my front window? Our cat with a baby bunny in its mouth. Yes, I know. I jump up. Thank God I didn't spill my coffee over those white chairs. Run to the door, run outside, and then the chase is back on. She dropped the bunny because she saw me coming, and then the chase is on. The bunny's going. I mean, it's a little old bitty tiny thing. And this cat and the bunny are going, and I'm out there running around in the robe and screaming at the cat. And, and so the, the bunny, I got the cat. Bunny ran off, and the bunny is still alive, I hope. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll uh, know later on probably as I go wandering around out in the yard, but <clears throat> I've been saving bunnies this morning. What have you been doing? I'm saving the planet from uh, rogue kittens. Golly. Anyway, where was I? You uh, can't say bunnies on Michigan State. It's, you know, I don't know what's racist or what it is. Let's continue to find out. Uh, Kelly McEnany, she's on the Fox. She said, this is idiocy. This is, uh, this is explicitly in the guide. In winter and spring, avoid references to majority religious imagery, you know, like wreaths and eggs. And I guess bunnies is in there too. I don't know. She says, this is anti-Christian bigotry, disgusted, or excuse me, disguised as diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yes, it is disgusting. The university defended the guide with this explanation saying the origins of seemingly innocuous idioms or words may be racist, sexist, and ableist in nature. Consider the origins of everyday language before freely using it in communications. And that's how they said it, just like that. I guarantee you. That's the way they talk. Fox News contributor Guy Benson, however, noted that some of the discouraged terms include reindeer. And chick don't even reference the religious elements of holidays like Christmas and Easter. <laughs> these are grown-up people making these rules and guides and whatnot. Can you believe this stuff? Why wouldn't you embrace and enlarge people's minds to new opportunities and new holidays and new celebrations? And, and you know, you wanted it to be diverse. I mean, it's, it's in your first word, diversity. <laughs> Hello. What? Let's, let's open their minds to some new religions like Christianity. That may be new to some of these students that coming to your campus. No, no. They don't want you ex 
you know, exploring Christianity. You can explore Kwanzaa or whatever else you may want to explore over here. Satanism, yes, come on in. But not Christianity. Don't be saying reindeer and Christmas trees and don't be saying America. What's that got to do with it? Oh, it's still racist. Now, this is really happening. Yeah, it's not even just some, you know, satire bit. No, this is real. No, it's real. Morgan Ortegas, a former State Department spokesperson, says she's more concerned about MSU's language guide discouraging the terms like extremist, terrorist, and radical. As someone who has done national security and counterterrorism for a long time in my career, if I can't use any of those words, how am I supposed to describe 9-11 attacks? Al-Qaeda, ISIS, etc., etc. You can't say those words. You can't say it. You can say some people did something on 9-11, like the Muslim Ilhan Omar might say. Did say, actually. Isn't it something? This is happening on our universe. You wonder what's wrong with, with uh, America. This is a lot of it right here. The universities are brainwashing our children, and it ain't a good wash. It, it, it's not really washing their brain. It's, it's muddying it all up with all this kind of insanity. Michigan State University. Okay, you guys are blowing up the text line. Let's see what we got here. Got a good morning, BB. Good morning, Fayroy. Welcome to the program, sir. Appreciate that a lot. I got a YouTube link. I can't see just quite yet. I'll have to look at that later. And <clears throat> I got a text from Pam. Good morning, Pamela. Might be worth admission. All the entertainment which you are providing the neighborhood. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I do what I can. And uh, then I got another one here. So that's what happens when they never been to Sunday school. <laughs> do they still do Sunday school? I used to teach Sunday school, actually. I did. I know. Isn't that strange? Like me uh, teaching uh, a Sunday school class. I used to teach college kids and other kids. I did. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's happening. That's first. That's right out of the gate this morning. So speaking of college universities, so if they can't get more stupid, listen to this. Here is uh, here is a young man. Let's see if I have his name. I don't have his name. And he is, uh, he's got a video out there he's playing, and uh, it was picked up by Marina Medvin, who's an attorney, conservative attorney. This young guy is a straight white male. That's, let's see, three strikes right there. You're out. Fourth strike is he's an overachiever. He has a 5.1 grade point average GPA. 5.1. <laughs> I told Julia this morning, like, I didn't even know you could get a 5.1. I thought 4.0 was the top. No, she said if you take advanced classes, yada, yada, you can get above that. I I, I think I was uh, maybe a two. This guy's get a 5.1 GPA, and he scored 35. On the ACT, 36 is a perfect score. He's a pretty smart fella, right? I mean, you can't hardly, one point more on the ACT, you could get better than this in, in your grades. Okay, this is the top. Top of the top of the top of the top of the top. And he's, he's applying to major universities around our country. 
In case you wanted to know what white privilege looks like, this is it. All right. You think this would guy, well, he would get accepted to all of these universities. I mean, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Rice, MIT, Brown, zero. None of these universities would accept this guy. Why? <laughs> Just white boy. Yeah, rejected from all. And he goes through this video Columbia, no, rejected. Rice, no. Harvard, no. Stanford, no. Just one after the other. All these Ivy League top, top universities, supposedly, in our country, rejecting this guy. Why? Duke? No. Because of the color of his skin. He's a white, straight male. And that, you can't get into, you can't, you can't, sorry, we, can't, we don't accept you. You got to go somewhere else. We're only looking for people based on their skin color or what freaking, you know, <laughs> gender they might be. You know, the diversity, equity, classity, and exclusive, all that. It's like, this is, <laughs> how are we going to survive as a country when this, this kind of crap is going on? Uh-huh. They're, they're coming after our language. You can't say this. Can't, and then they won't accept the, the smart people out there. They're trying to go to college and improve and go and, and improve our country. And then get out there. and Now, he'll get accepted somewhere, obviously. Some, some, somebody's going to come along and go, dude, we want you. But you see what's happening out there? This is unacceptable. Anyway, oh, something needs to be done. Lord, help us, Jesus. Uh, this is unbelievable. And in other, I got a lot of education news today. I haven't heard this video, but let me see how long. Let's 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 watch this one. I haven't heard this lady. I'm going to tell you who she is. So we're going to listen to this together. She is Kelly King. She is the assistant superintendent in Glendale, California, Unified. Some, some school out there. Assistant soup. She's up at the top in the administrative rule role. And she's talking about male coaches are horrified at the thought of having to have biological girls changing clothes in front of them. And here's what she has to say. I haven't heard this yet. I hope it's, I hope it's decent. We'll see what she has to say. Uh, so this one family, it was a matter of, well, we have other schools. Which one would your child like to transfer to? Um, so, and eventually they homeschool, which understandably. Um, the, where I've seen the most resistance is with our coaches. And it's interesting because for them, I think once they once they interact with a student who's gender expansive or transgender, it takes the mystique away. And then they realize, oh, it's just a kid. Oh, it's just a boy. It's just a girl. I get it now. But until they have that personal interaction, um, you know, we have male coaches who are horrified at the thought of having a biological girl changing clothes in front of them. You know, there, the stigma attached to, you know, abuse and, um, you know, just having a male teacher around any female student in that circumstance um, is just scary for them. And, you know, it's one thing for me to keep saying, it's not a girl. It's not a girl. It's not a girl. You only have boys in the boys' locker room until they arrive, you know, until they 
experience it and realize, oh, I only have boys in the locker room. Okay. I guess my, my mute button has been on. Everybody's uh, telling me they've lost me. Oh, my gosh. I have been muted for how long now? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that's the first. Has that been five minutes I've been muted? 26 to 31. Oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, you have missed a great segment of this program. While I was muted, I, <laughs> God, okay. All right. I'm going to have to stick to water. This is unbelievable. I apologize for that. Poor Dolores is in there playing commercials because all the dead air, because Brooks has got the mute button on his machine here pushed. And I'm just talking away. I'm ranting. I'm raving. I'm giving you good stuff. And you didn't hear a word of it. I'm going to have to start all over. I don't even know where I left off. Uh, I tell you what. Should I take a break? We've already taken a break, I guess. That's what Dolores did while I was muted. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, D. Appreciate you trying to save my ass. Because I'm stupid. I must have went to one of these college universities. I don't even know where I left off. Okay, people, help me. What was the last thing I was talking about before I muted myself? I, I have to know because... Well, I don't know where I, I don't know where to start back up. I, ha I have no idea. Snap out of it, says Vicky. I know Pam's like it's working now. I'm back to yeah, I know I had myself muted for crying out loud. Went blank, says Vayroy. <laughs> okay, I was talking about education. Thank you, but what specifically? Where was I? Uh, in the education discussion, I don't want to repeat, you know, what I was talking about, but I don't, I don't know where I lived off. Somebody says somebody needs to drink some more coffee. You meant you went mute on the women on the woman speaking. Oh, really? Oh, so I muted. Okay. That's what I did. I muted my, uh, mic while I was playing the lady clip, right? You were playing a segment says. Pam. Okay. Now that all makes sense. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Back to business. Okay. So let me pick up from right there. Okay. So I, I'm assuming I got the whole clip played from this gal. God, that was a good, I really, it's hard to do something twice after you really put all of your emotion and everything into it, you know, and I'm gonna have to try to recreate all that emotion again. I was talking about this lady, all right, this lady, Kelly King, the assistant superintendent at Glendale, California school. She is horrified that coaches, male coaches teaching, coaching male boys that, that she's offended that, that he might have a girl that, that wants to play on a boy's team, biological female. She's offended that he might be uncomfortable with her undressing in the locker room with him and the boys. She, she, she's trying to teach this coach, like, it's not a girl. It's not a girl. She's a boy. She, she, she claims to be a boy. And th this coach, of course, wants to knock the sh** this lady and go, look, woman, you're insane. I'm not, okay? This is not, this is not good. This is not healthy. This is not in any way kosher. I'm not comfortable with that. And these idiots, these satanic, evil, twisted, screwed up, mentally ill educators are trying to indoctrinate and force this on the school systems. 
It is absolutely upside down, satanic, inverted insanity. And it's on display here. You don't think I finished the clip? Well, anyway, it, it's just her talking about this coach. She says, <coughs> we have male coaches who are horrified at the thought of having a biological girl changing clothes in front of them. And she's telling the coaches, it's not a girl. It's not a girl. It's not a girl. You only have boys in your locker room. And she says, you know, once these coaches arrive at our kind of thinking, then they're fine. And it's just twisted. Twisted. <sighs> Unbelievable. She keeps records, uh, permanent records from the parents. She doesn't let the parents know anything about the, the kids at school who are altering their identities and changing their pronouns and all kind of craziness at the schools. That's, that's a way. Keep that away from the parents. We can't have that. No. The gender spectrum. She's trying to create gender support plans. <clears throat> Etc. Etc. So this guy got up at a school board meeting and he, and he said, uh, of course, he was going against all this stuff. He said, they tried to shut me down and uh, they accused me of attacking this lady. Uh, you know, it's not about that. It's about, you know, decency in the schools. I mean, remember the day when it would be, it, I mean, imagine a coach welcoming that. Yeah, bring in however many girls you want to the boys' locker room. This is great. That's, I th we didn't used to like that. We thought you thought that was bad. Now it's the other way around. It's so, see, these kids are confused, man. They, they got these, these adults who they look up to, they think are in the know. These people are educated. They're my teachers and administrators, coaches. And, and yet here they are telling us all this kind of stuff. And, uh, I, I was responding to some people's tweeting this morning, some, some boneheaded gal in, in our state <clears throat> tweeting out about Kansas has got a new law up there in Kansas. They said where the, uh, I guess this, I don't have it in front of me. The school has the ability to, um, do a physical on the children before they are allowed to play in whatever sport, you know, they're, they're going to make them have a physical. And of course the way they worded it was, you know, Kansas City Legislature approved, you know, the examination of the high school kids' genitals before sports. And this one gal was like, oh, I would never let my kid go up to Kansas and play sports. I was like, you know, this has been happening for decades now. Okay? H how many of you guys played sports in high school, old guys like me, and you got a physical? <laughs> you got a physical. You had to go get a physical from the doctor. And you had to get a slip and go get a physical. It was part of it. Now, it wasn't to check your genitals to see if they you had any. It was to see if you had any hernias going on down there. And then the doc would reach down there and you'd have to <coughs> cough. And it's unpleasant, but we had to go through it back in the day. And it's been going on forever and ever and ever. And it's like <laughs> now it's just to kind of see what you got. You claim to be this, but I got to see what you got. Okay, you're, you're going to this sports over here and you're going over there. It's weird, man. We are in some absolutely weird times. Weird stuff. It is so upside down. These poor kids have have uh, have got an onslaught of uh, of satanic attack against them. And the sad part is, you know, it's, it's not. It's hard enough. Think about it. How 
how hard it is to be a teenager. I mean, it's hard. You, 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 hell, everything's going crazy. Your hormones are jacked up. You're confused. You're trying to find your way in the world. And then you got these folks, teachers and parents and culture and TikTok and video games and got everything else, music and movies and, and all kinds of YouTube, this, that, and the other, coming at these kids, brainwashing, trying to, you know, form them and shape them. We need help in our, in our churches, in our youth groups. They need to be promoted and strengthened and help, you know, the parents. It takes, it takes, it's going to take everybody, parents, churches, youth pastors to, to keep our kids on the right path because it is an attack big time. Okay. We're going to officially take a break <laughs> and play commercials that we're supposed to play. And, and I'll try not to mute myself forever. All right. You guys stay with us. Well, it's super freaky, and this show is today. I can't believe I muted myself for five dadgum minutes. I should have known when Dolores is calling me during my show. <laughs> Hello, brr. That's a red flag right there. Gigantic red flag waving in the air saying something is wrong. Okay? I'm like, no, nah, I can't talk to you right now, dude. Let me keep going. <laughs> okay. You never know. You never know what. I'm at the helm. How stupid it's going to get. That's why you got to tune in every day and, and stay tuned in. You know, get you, get your phone app. Now we've got our very own. It's so exciting. We don't have to promote the other guys. You can, we can say, go to the Apple store, go to the Google play store and get the brew. It's out there and it's, 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 it's cool. And even the podcast I've got on there, which is kind of cool too. It, it, it automatically records the podcast every day and publishes it online. Bada boom, bada bang, right there. And we'll see what else it can do over time. But anyway, check that out. Okay, what else is happening in the world of news? You guys want to get involved now. I, I appreciate you <laughs> helping me. 918-756-3646. Here's the number. <clears throat> okay. We have politics Nuclear war risk at record high as tensions increase worldwide. Let's see. We got somebody from the UN, the United Nations, Isumi Nakamitsu. He is a uh, uh, UN high representative, not a low representative, a high representative for disarmament affairs. He said last week the risk of nuclear weapon being used is currently higher than at any time since the depths of the Cold War. This come from the UN, okay? Not some Republican. <laughs> Remember when they said this is what Trump's going to do, lead us into World War III, nuclear war. And here we are. Ice cream Joe. Sloppy Joe at the wheel. And they're saying, man, it's getting closer. We're, we're at the brink of nuclear war. That, that's going to be all hell if that ever breaks loose. God forbid that ever happens. But, I mean, these guys are moving stuff around. Vladimir Putin moving Russian nuclear missiles to Belarus, different places, strategic. Ukraine's going to be asking for that next. Hey, we need some F-16s. Oh, by the way, we need a couple of nukes over here, too. You guys mind? I mean, it is, uh, it's 8.40 in the morning. We need to send another $2.6 and maybe some nukes while we're at it. 
you know, kind of stock them up over. So that's what the UN is saying, kind of like, hey, things aren't looking good over here. Speaking of looking good, did you hear or see Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has filed the paperwork to run for the presidency as a Democrat in 2024? Now, I don't know what you think about this guy. And I've been listening to him now for about a year or so since this whole pandemic thing. And he is very adept on all of the vaccines and he's been all over this. That's about all I've ever heard him talking about. I don't know where he stands on all the other kind of stuff. He is a Democrat, so that's a little bit scary, but he is wanting to primary the, the president here. And he has, he's filed the paperwork. He is the conservative leaning Democrat, the son of assassinated 1968 presidential candidate, U S Senator and U S attorney general, as well as the nephew of assassinated uh, President John F. Kennedy. So he's, uh, he's up there. He's got, he's got a name going for himself. He's got some backing. He's got, you know, he's got some of that. He is conservative-leaning, and he's confirmed that he's running for the United States president for 2024. What about that? <laughs> wonder what that will do. David said he's no good at all. Well, David, he is too. Now, I, I'm telling you, I said on this on this kind of stuff, the the vaccine deal, he's great. And I don't know if you've listened to him or not, but he is all about getting the truth out there about the vaccines and the, the craziness and the injuries. So he's spot on on all that. I'll I'll, I'll challenge you to to debate me on that one. Now, how it comes to all the other politics, you know, where he ranks. Well, he's probably another candidate. We still need to get a Republican in there for sure. But I just think it's great that the uh, Democrats got somebody else running up there instead of sloppy Joe. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That, that makes it interesting. Speaking of presidents, um, New York post has an article out. It's not good. Alan Dershowitz, pretty smart guy. I got mixed feelings about old Alan, but he is smart. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a celebrity attorney. He is uh, <clears throat> he's a smart guy. He's up there. He predicted that the former president, Donald Trump, will probably be convicted of the 34 criminal charges he faces in left-leaning New York, but that the conviction could ultimately be tossed out on appeal. Dershowitz, 84, made the remarks during it. Why, why do they always have to give the, the age? I wonder, you ever notice that in every news story? John Smith, 27, blah, 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 whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know why that is. I guess we want to know. Dershowitz, 84. Made the, it's not even relevant to the story at all. Like, is it relevant? This is funny. It keeps going. He was on the Charlie Kirk show shortly after Trump, 76, pleaded not guilty to over 30 felony counts of falsifying business records in Manhattan, blah, blah, blah. And Dershowitz says, I don't think I could get this case dismissed. He represented Trump back in the first impeachment trial. He says, I don't think if you had the best lawyers in the history of the world, Abraham Lincoln and John Marshall, a New York City judge, would dismiss this case but, uh, because that New York City judge's life would be over. So <clears throat> that's what he's saying. He's probably going to be convicted because all these people are pure left-leaning and they don't care about justice. They care about their own careers, et cetera, et cetera. 
It will be reversed on appeal, he thinks. It'll never be affirmed all the way up to the Supreme Court. He said Bragg is going to be popular. He'll probably win the case unless there's a change of venue. So, there's all that. There's all that. Um... What else? What else we got here? Let's see. Mm, I saw this this morning as well. Kind of interesting. Joe Biden's proxy war against Russia continues to push Saudi Arabia into deeper alliance with China and Russia over the last few months. Here's some things what's happening in Saudi Arabia. But they're kind of a big deal. They joined the Shanghai Cooperation Organization led by China, Russia, India, and other nations. Saudi Arabia cut oil production against U.S. wishes. Saudi Arabia signed historic diplomacy deals with Iran and Syria brokered by China and Russia. Saudi Arabia announced a plan to accept payment for oil in Chinese yuan instead of U.S. dollars. Not good. Saudis plan to build a $12 billion Chinese oil refinery. Saudi Arabia welcomed Russian military ship to dock in Saudi Arabia for the very first time. The Saudis have expressed interest in joining Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Saudi Arabia's crown prince said he's no longer interested in pleasing the United States. Hmm. All under sloppy Joe's watch. Imagine that. Where's the media? Where's the outrage? Oh, yeah, uh, they're part of it, aren't they? They are part of it. In other political news, my friend Thomas Massey from Kentucky. Now, I like this guy. We talk about him quite a bit. We play some of his stuff on here because I think he's pretty solid. He reminds me a lot of Rand Paul, Senator Paul. But Thomas Massey has endorsed the governor DeSantis for president. He says in a, uh, I don't know, an article or a flyer or something, America needs a leader who is decisive, respects the Constitution, understands policy, puts family first, and leads by inspiring. So he's, he's endorsing Governor DeSantis, and he's getting some, some pushback on that, case, of course, but so what? No matter what you do, if you do anything, you're going to get some pushback, right? Yes, you are. Somebody uh, saw this this morning in the ACLUOK.org organization. We have a letter going out to the state legislators. Scott, prepare yourself. This is coming your way. If it hasn't reached your desk already. Over 80 Oklahoma businesses signed opposition letter to legislature against anti-trans legislation. This is a couple of weeks ago. And this uh, letter is uh, in relating to the 2S LGBT plus. You forgot some letters and numbers in your little thing there. No, but they got them down here. 2S LGBTQIA plus. <laughs> These people have no idea how ridiculous they look. They, none. Like they're, they're completely non-self-aware with all this insanity. So I read this letter this morning and of course it's just going after the legislators and 
in bold letters, they say specifically we are concerned about discriminatory bans on gender-affirming health care for transgender Oklahoma. Gender-affirming health care. They're, they're, they're concerned that we're banning that, which is genital mutilation of minors. That's what they're concerned about. you got legislators up here trying to... Uh, Ban genital mutilation of our minors in this state, and these people are coming out against that kind of stuff. And, and here's the 80 businesses that have signed on to this deal. So I was reading through them, and uh, <laughs> you got people like, uh, let's see, you got Dogtopia of South Tulsa. You got uh, some funny ones in here I saw earlier. I don't Loopy's Auto Repair. Whew, don't don't want to go against those people. Uh, Motley Gourmet, Pony Boy, whatever that is. I mean, there's no name businesses in here at all. Like, there's nobody that I even recognize, hardly at all. Uh, the Saucy Sicilian, I do recognize that company. That's a shame because that's a good pizza place right there. Uh, the Donut Hole. Uh, American Solera, you might might know that one. Bose Wine Bin. I mean, it's you know, it's it's a bunch of nice. nobody cares. Okay, so you're you got this letter. You think you you know you're gonna wield some power? Eighty no name businesses are sending a letter to the legislators, going, "You better stop that. You better stop that." So stupid. <laughs> oh my goodness! Of course, I had to respond to whoever tweeted this out. Proud proud to stand with the trans people of you know in the community in Oklahoma. Blah blah blah. I don't know who this person is, but. I had to come against it, and I had to respond because that's what I have to do when I have to do it. It's, it's 10 minutes till. We're already about out of time, but we're not yet. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Stay with us here on Brewer's Briefing. Eight fifty-one is our time, and it is Brewer's Briefing on this Thursday, April 6th. 41 degrees, looking for 62 today. Going to be pretty nice, a little cool, but not too bad. The winds are going to be dying down. That's great. You got just a, a mere few minutes to get in here on the program if you want to get in, 918-756-3646. I want you to hear this. Here is a Democrat, uh, Trisha Kotham. She was on Fox, uh, what's his name, show? Uh, what's his name? This is something I... Uh, Cavuto, Cavuto, Neil Cavuto. That's what it is. Not Cabuto. Anyway, she was elected, and she was talking about waving the flag around her office and whatnot. Listen to this. This is a, kind of interesting, I thought. This is something I've really thought long and hard about since I've entered this chamber in January. I had served previously for um, 10 years and then took a break and came back with the intent, as always, to be a public servant, to really be a stateswoman, do greater good for all of the great state of North Carolina. I noticed some pretty big changes in the Democratic Party right when I got here, and it was very disturbing. Um, I caught a lot of flack over the fact that on my car and on various things, I display the American flag that I talk a lot about my importance and belief in my faith. And I've used Jesus several times when I've led our chamber in house prayer. I was told you can never trust a dim who wears camo. And just this week called an ammo sexual, the do support gun rights. Those are, that might seem minor, 
But that is very much absolutely out of everything our country stands for and what I believe. So that's a Democrat, which is kind of what's shocking to me. And the uh, her fellow colleagues are giving her hail because she she displays a flag. She talks about her faith. She mentioned Jesus. Oh, my gosh. And uh, she uh, she's a Second Amendment supporter. This is pretty rare now in the Democratic Party. And that's what's so sad about it. She's like, it's changed a lot since she got back into it. She's like, wow, I'm getting hell from, from, from displaying the flag. I, I really don't understand, and maybe some of you Democrats can explain it to me, how you stay in the Democratic Party. I mean, if you're pro-America, you're pro-Constitution, you know, God, guns, America, just general goodness. How do you stay in the Democratic Party? I don't, I don't understand that. Because the, the majority of the Democratic Party has gone this direction, okay? They're the ones putting the face of Dylan Mulvaney on not only Bud Light now, it's also Nike. This guy is now got to deal with Nike, and he's uh, advertising their sports bras. <laughs> and Jack Daniels is getting on the deal. They've got some drag queens in their new commercial, evidently. But I digress. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I do not understand people that can be a part of this Democratic Party anymore. That If you're any kind of America-loving, flag-waving, you know, and, and maybe, you know, people like her want to get in there and try to save the party. I don't know. I think that's an uphill battle myself. But what a, what a, what a sad day when you, when you can't do the flag and, and talk about Jesus or, you know, have your own beliefs without all kind of uh, stuff like that. In other news, here is an interesting um, deal. When ABC covered the president's speech the other night, he had this podium he was speaking from. And right at the top of the podium, it had a text, you know, text Trump to this number. It's a fundraising thing, right? Text Trump to this number, and here's an opportunity to donate. ABC blurred that out. <laughs> With their uh, broadcast, they blurred it. They blurred it out. Couldn't see it. Text Trump to eight eight zero two two. And then, oh, uh, what's his name? Biden. They show a, a deal of Biden having a speech. He's got his text number, and they didn't blur that one out. They didn't blur that one. Is that election interference? It's and they wonder why nobody trusts the damn media because of stuff like that. Let's go to this unknown caller and see what we got here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Brewer's Briefing. What's on your mind? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Time for some sausage, biscuits, and gravy. Yes, that sounds good. <laughs> you know, you're talking about the broadcast and, uh, you know, and stuff like when uh, a his legalities done on, on live national TV. I was kind of flipping between channels, and, you know, I've gotten more and more to where I just can't watch the, the national ones, you know, particularly CBS. But I just happened to have it on CBS at that particular time when that Jeff Begays and, of course, Norrell Donald from there. And I was so disappointed and dis disheartened when Jeff Begays was saying, we need to see him in an orange jumpsuit. The man actually said that, you know, 
they just they just insert their personal opinions so bad instead of just reporting the news, just steering everybody to to you know create more division, make more people mad, and it's just aggravating. I couldn't believe I saw that on on TV. Yeah, well, believe it, man. That's where it is now. It's not news. It's narrative. You know. Yeah, it's awful. But yeah. the guy actually said that. And then, of course, Nora O'Donnell, she does her two cents on personal opinion. But the man actually sat there and said, we need to see him in an orange jumpsuit. Really? Do you hate the guy that much that you've got to put it on national TV and not be reprimanded by your spirit? Oh, yeah. The hatred knows no limits. <laughs> Yeah, and and I'm telling you, they're pushing people right back into supporting Trump. I mean, they they're firing up the base. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, you ain't kidding. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll tell you what. You, you know, was was talking the other day, and I know you're running short on time, get close. But you know, you stop and think about people that could that could run. You know, I know if there's been discussion about Antichrist, who's the Antichrist? Who's the Antichrist? You know, if, if Elon Musk had been, you know, had a birth certificate with the U.S. on it, I think he could run as an independent and take it because everybody's got him, you know, kind of held up to, I don't know, the, the popular good old boys, you know, trying to do right by everybody and yeah. living in a moss house and... Uh, I don't know. It's just about two. It's an interesting theory. Yeah, I don't know if an independent can ever win in this country, but it, it is an interesting theory, and he would be an independent kind of guy, very yeah. liberal in some things, conservative in other things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If he, if he ran on an independent ticket and he didn't have South Africa on his birth certificate, yeah, I think he could sweep. <laughs> well, I hey, did. Over, I did. over. That didn't stop Barack Hussein, wasn't he from uh, Nigeria? Isn't he the son of Kenya or something? Absolutely. Uh, Appreciate your thoughts this morning. Thanks for calling. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thanks, Captain. You too. We are out of time, Dad Gummin. I got a couple of texts here. I need to remind you that tomorrow's legislative briefing, Marcia reminding me. Uh so we got at the Mabry Bank room in downtown Okmulgee, eight o'clock tomorrow morning. They're gonna be or at least the people that invited anyway, Senator Thompson. Representative Fetgetter and Representative Banning will be uh, invited. They'll probably be there, 8 o'clock, meeting room, maybe downtown Okmulgee, be there or be nowhere. <clears throat> Somebody texted out, they liked my little, it's not news, it's narrative. That's classic. I know, that just flowed right out. Just kind of, just came, came right out. That's what happens on this show. Sometimes something good comes forward. Absolutely. Well, shoot, we had lots more, but we'll have to save it tomorrow. If I wouldn't have muted myself for five minutes, we might could have talked about some more stuff. But uh, I did. Anyway, so we'll get out of here. You guys have a fantastic Thursday. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check it out on the podcast world, Google, Spotify, and Apple. It's all out there. It's time, though, for Tricia on Tradio. Buying, trading, selling. We'll see you. Unknown caller.